Yes, sir. You know what to do with your dad, homie Blaze, coming through with a little message just for you. The homies over at Hell Entertainment hit me up. They told me they're doing it all, yo. They do it all from photography to graphic design and publications, yo. And that ain't it. They're doing it for artists. They're doing it for artists around the motherfucking world. That's right. Not just your backyard. Not just out there on the streets in the states. They talking about the motherfucking world. That means the whole goddamn globe. That circle. That whole motherfucking circle. That's what the fuck they Everybody, yo. And that ain't all. That ain't all. Look, 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 look. They on that next level. They on that next level. That's right. Center Sundays. They doing their own podcast. They talking about everything from music and more. Check them out today, yo. You heard it here first from your homie and my homies over at Hell Entertainment. Yo, that's what's up, bitch. I'm about this motherfucker. Bodies on the one suspicious. A body shot me. It's interesting to see the means and attacks. Beat me if you can survive if I let you. Shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Howdy ho, Mr. Jack Torrance. Can you dig it, sucker? Oh, you didn't know? Can you? I mean, you didn't ask my question, Diggs. Can you dig it, sucker? I mean, I can dig it. I can dig yeah. holes. Ah, okay. Can you dig holes? Oh, I'm a hole digger, all right. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So here we are. Match five. Yes. Rope Tuesdays. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Joined, as always, by my... Partner in crime here, the one and only Diggs. I am your other host. Cheers. King, King, yeah. King, 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 Jack Torrance, presenting our um, pretty much useless opinions on uh, the world of professional wrestling for another week here. So welcome aboard. You know it. We uh, I had a little fuck up this week on the promotions on the flyer. I posted a recap that we were going to do of a pay-per-view that hasn't happened yet. You never edited that, edited that, did you? No, nah, why bother? I'm an idiot. People know it. I'm sure no one noticed anyways. <laughs> <laughs> By the amount of shares and likes we got on the post, no right? one really read it. Oh, real them in. Yeah, I, I just, I still want to know why they call it WrestleMania Backlash. What is the point of that? It's not right. WrestleMania. Are they just getting, 
is it like a backlash to WrestleMania? Like, doesn't redo all the matches from WrestleMania? I don't. I mean, they're already doing Cesaro birth reigns, so no. No, no. no. Why? Why change the names? Why fuck with it? There's a lot of things that happens with WWE that I don't understand, so I don't even know why I'm questioning it at this point. This is true. We uh, have a couple of comments in there. What's up, Jason? And uh, what's up, that guy doing? Good evening, gentlemen. He says he's watching on the YouTubes. Right on. Thank you for uh, joining us, folks. Anyone um, who jumps on board, we're happy to have you. Hopefully, hopefully, you enjoy some of the shit that we pull out of our ass here. Even if you don't, please go like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel because after tonight, I will not be putting this on Facebook anymore. We want you over on the YouTube. We want your comments, concerns, likes, dislikes, uh, all that good shit. So go over there, like, share, subscribe, hellentertainment.com. You can find the YouTube link there. Unlike your hair, which is gone. Didn't have no time for it, man. I was getting in the way, so it had to go. Yeah, I, I dig it. See, I dig that. I dig it. You can dig it, sucker. I knew you could. Yes. And then... So uh, before we do anything, real quick, if you don't mind there, Mr. Diggs, I just yeah. want to give a shout-out to my boy Ziggy, who was nice enough to correct me last week when I stated that the first-ever AEW Tag Team Champions were Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. I was incorrect. I pretty much knew I was wrong as soon as that came out of my mouth. Of course, the original first-ever AEW World Tag Team Champions, of course, were SCU. So thanks, Ziggy, for pointing that out. I also think I called uh, MJF Miz last week. Well, obviously, it wasn't a good week for me. So, uh, as JR said, <laughs> the Psycho Sid, though, hey, we're live, pal. So, shit. We just up. roll with it. We be rolling with the shit. So, tonight we have our usual recaps of Raw SmackDown and Blood and Guts this week. Mm. What a fucking main event. Oh, boy, was it ever, pal. Boy, uh, do we have some. Do we have some talks about that? We are also getting into your favorite wrestlers who should not quit wrestling. Because they suck at acting. There's a lot of them. <laughs> a lot to get through in a short amount of time because I'm old and I'm going to fall asleep soon. Yeah, the uh, world of wrestling had a lot to provide us fans this week. Um, as you said, Blood and Guts was last Wednesday at SmackDown. Raw last night, NXT's every week. We don't have time for NXT for all you NXT fans out there. Sorry. NXT's cool, but it's enough, right? <sighs> but, um, also, uh, Week before, I didn't get a chance to check it out. Uh, the Macho Man biography on A and E, uh, as well as the Booker T one that was on this past Sunday. For all of you out there who haven't seen any of those biographies yet, you gotta check them out if you're a fan. They are so well done. I, I swear, I'm not getting paid by A and E. I'm just a fan, and they're awesome. So um, check them out, especially the part when they show Macho Man and Gorgeous George highest heights on ecstasy during Nitro. That's a must see right there. Yeah, I must say, I. I started catching up i caught some of the stone cold one the other mm -hmm. night i got a lot to get through you know they're putting out a lot of good wrestling content that isn't that's off the beaten path of the actual wrestling shows so i commend a and e for doing these biographies because they're fucking badass plus we got the dark side of the ring mm -hmm. brian pillman brian pillman's episode just aired i still haven't caught the whole thing on that but dark side of the ring is another tremendous episode to catch i believe they're in season three right now that is um, correct they just do it so well, and so does a &E with the biography. Uh, before we get too deep into everything, though, special shout-out and thank you to the Dorkening Podcast Network for hosting us and keeping us alive, because without you guys, you would not see these shining faces. 
Word. And they are also sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Go get it. Stay away because who doesn't like a little sin in their coffee? Mm, you don't want to feel dead in the morning, so get that Deadly Grounds in you. Let I mean, you, you saw Father Evil at the beginning, or you heard him. And if you're listening, we appreciate you on the streaming networks as well. Thank you for your subscriptions and all the good shit that you bring us because, well, we don't think we're funny, but if you think we're funny, then <laughs> more power to you. Yeah. Konnichiwa, man. Konnichiwa to it all. Yeah, uh, just real quick, going back to what you were saying about the A&E bios, there's also the WWE's Most Wanted Treasures show, which is actually really cool. Um, they've had one with Foley, Undertaker, and Kane, uh, Jerry Lawler, and then Booker T this past week, and they send these guys out on the road to find stuff from when they were in the ring back in the day, uh, hidden gems, if you will, that they want to recover to eventually open a WWE real museum, like we were talking about a couple of a couple weeks ago, a real Hall of Fame museum. Like, they uh, fucking should. Football and what for. Yeah, yeah. So that's the plan. So the treasure show, uh, definitely uh, big thumbs up to that one as well. I thought that was good. Um, but, yeah, before we get to all the big shows, you also mentioned um, Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. And this is another one, dude. Um, I'm not being paid by these people in any ways. I just cannot say enough good things about that show. I've seen uh, the fir- all the first two seasons – and then they started season three off, as you mentioned, with the Brian Pillman two-part story, which which is just phenomenal. I mean, I, oh, haven't seen I didn't like every single episode is awesome. I can't recommend them enough. Um, the, the Pillman one, too. I mean, it it just oh, man, as soon as I got to see one of my all time favorite clips in the history of wrestling, really was Brian Pillman versus the giant pencil from the old ECW days. They had a clip of that in there. I was so happy to see that again. But. I mean, the whole story about how he's totally played Bischoff to get out of his contract so he mm-hmm. could go around with Vince, that was just brilliant. I thought that was the coolest thing. Bischoff bought it hook, line, and sinker, thinking, oh, it's just part of the storyline. But, yeah, Hillman, Hillman was a genius. There's no doubt about it. It's a terrible tragedy what happened to that guy. I think he could have gone on to be one of the biggest stars in the Attitude Era. Uh, oh, once that 100%. Yeah, yeah. Him and Stone Cold started inadvertently started the Attitude Era with the whole, um, you know, Austin breaking his ankle with the chair, mm. and then the home invasion uh, skit that they did. That was I remember at the time seeing that live. Like, oh my god! So yeah, once again, can't say enough great things about the Dark Side series and the Brian Pillman one. To anyone out there who hasn't checked it out, um, you really got to. I'm not afraid to admit at the end, I even started tearing up when they showed his son, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., uh, especially when he talked about how Austin called him up one day and said, oh, I want you to have my, your father's weight belt that I guess Stone Cold had been holding on to all those years. And that's what inspired Brian to get into wrestling. And there he is now, signed with AEW. So And keeping his father's spirit alive with one of the greatest mullets i've ever seen so. i was just, i was gonna comment on that watching that and seeing the mullet that he's sporting um but i mean how can you not tear up at something like that towards the end i mean even yeah. the even thinking about you know going back to, to benoit too like that tragedy there like holy mm-hmm. shit and listening yeah. to vicky guerrero talk about it and how how messed up he was he was after eddie's death yeah yeah and yeah. Or you know, Chaco talking about how he got those weird text messages from Benoit. Though. Yeah. Ugh, ugh. I mean, everyone thinks that these guys are are and we talked we touched on this before, like I think it was like match two after we did WrestleMania was everyone thinks these guys it's all fucking fun and games when they get in the ring and it's all show and they don't mm-hmm. realize the mental toll it takes on these guys to do what they do 
300 and I'd call it 50 days out of the year. Because yeah, I mean, if you're in the big time and, you know, this is obviously pre-COVID, you're on the road close to 300 days a year at least. WWE, you know, if you're going to be in any of the big uh, companies um, and what these guys do, men and women, don't forget the ladies as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, what they put their bodies through, what they put their families through, what they put their minds through, through addictions and loss and injury and you name it. I mean, it's a, it's a fucked up business to say the least. It really is. Um, well, I mean, you, I've always been fascinated by it. Just like, well, absolutely. Serial yeah. I mean, the dark side of the ring takes it, like it's the, the name says it all. It brings yeah. it to the other side where it's not the glam. It's not the fashion. It's not the, Ric Flair styling pro flying limousine ride and all that shit. It's the dark side. Shawn Michaels on pills. Benoit, you know, killing himself and his family. Pillman. Yeah. How about Dino Bravo getting uh, murdered yeah. by dog while he was watching a hockey game? I mean, there's a lot of the the Bruiser Brody story for example, yep. getting mur murdered in Puerto Rico. That was just oh god, such a horrible horrible story. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of bad, bad, bad things attached to the world of professional wrestling. And thing I really love too about Dark Side and those A and E bios is like, you know, I've been a lifelong fan. Just when I think I know it all about some of my favorite wrestlers, you learn something new, and you really get to see more into their personal life. Especially for what you know, a guy like Brian Pillman, um, it, that. That Humvee accident, man. If it hadn't been for that, who knows what would have happened? But you could see, I mean, he was a he was a good guy that you know he took care of his kids. He had a lot of kids, but he was a family guy, and he worked. He busted his ass to take care of them. Um, and it's just, it is a tragedy to see what happened. That's the one downer about Dark Side of the Ring. A lot of them is just like leave you feeling either like, Ugh, or, oh yeah. <laughs> The new well, Jack yeah. one, though. Did you see the new Jack I saw, one? I saw that. I was gonna, I was going to touch on New Jack real yeah. quick because, you know, talking about the the mental capacity and the way they put these guys through, the way they put their bodies through all their shit. Look at New Jack's fucking forehead. It looks like <laughs> it, it's like a bunch of speed dump bumps just from all the times he's been cut, bladed. Like New Jack is like the true gangster of W of wrestling. Well, New Jack was a legit badass. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was a bounty hunter, just like Bam Bam Bigelow was uh, prior to his wrestling career. I actually got to meet New Jack, and to be honest with you, he was really, really nice and really cool when I met him. I know a lot of people have said shit about him, but I couldn't say better things about him when I got to meet him. Um, but, like, oh, man, when they showed that whole thing, I actually knew the story when uh, he had that match with Bam Bam Bigelow and ECW, obviously, and he was so fucking coked up that he couldn't do the match. So Bigelow just literally had to toss him on his shoulders and carry him <laughs> to the backstage area because he was ODing on coke. Like New Jack was a whole completely different entity than prof regular professional wrestling. He's the only guy I can think of that has legit, on multiple occasions, tried to murder somebody in the ring for real. So, oh yeah, <laughs> New Jack's bad. <laughs> But I mean, seriously, go 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 check out what what's going on in the A and E, even the WWE Network with with the biographies that they did, like on the Undertaker series, the four part. Undertaker. Oh, the last time was awesome. That was. I mean, so you see the Undertaker and him walking now, and his hip, the knees and hips, and you know, from day one he took a toll on his body doing what he did. Thirty uh, plus years, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that shit's gonna take a toll on a toll on you. Again, we are neither nor paid or sponsored by any of these stations or programs, but we just feel that you guys need to know. You guys and gals out there need to know about this. Go watch it because if you are one of those who thinks that wrestling is all glams and money and sex, drugs, and rock and roll, 
That was a lot of drugs. Oh, yeah. Probably a lot of dirty sex. Oh, especially back in the heydays. And, you know, you read, read Bret Hart's book sometime if you want to know about that. Oy, oy. Oh. <laughs> oh, sunny days. Sunny days. Brett did a lot of cheating on his wife. A lot of cheating. And he's not afraid to admit it. You know. <laughs> what up, Ashley? Ashley's kicking around even though she doesn't like wrestling. She's Ooh, kicking in. She's my partner on Center Sundays. Every other Sunday you can catch us right here on this station and lots of other stations too. But enough about that. Let's get into the recaps real quick because I want to get into the movies. And I want to get into the blood and guts, which I think we should save for last because yeah, fucking blood and guts. Oh, you said it right there, brother. I am going to I'm going to uh kick it off with a raw if you don't mind this week. You can have it, Daddy. I'm uh actually going to I'm gonna see uh you might want to log out and log back in. You got some feedback static coming on your audio side, sir. So if you want to hop out real quick and come back in, I'm going to get cracking on the raw stuff. I'll see, you in a, I'll see you in a minute. Roger that. Yes, yes, yes. What's up, everybody? It is your raw report by Diggs. Ashley says, hell yeah. All right, raw. We saw Damian Priest beat John Morrison. Again, I did not watch raw this week. Too much going on, but I got your results. Damian Priest over John Morrison. Uh, Raya Ripley or Asuka. Hello, sir. Can you hear me now? You have feedback even worse, sir. Uh, wonderful. Uh, Again. If you have headphones, that might do it. I'll see what I can uh, ramble up here. All right. Continue on with the raw report. I will. He sounded like a robot, folks. The robot raw report. Again, Raya Ripley over Asuka. Shelton Benjamin over Cedric Alexander. Sheamus, who I really like. Sheamus is uh, coming one of my new favorites here. Um, Shameless had a win over Herberto Carlio. That's how you pronounce it. I don't know. Uh, Guy Manley. Char Charlotte Flair looks like 1989 Batman Joker. I concur. She's looking a little Jokerish in her old age. <laughs> Uh, RK Bro in the New Day took the win over AJ Styles, Onos, Elias, and Jackson Riker. Good match there. I did catch a little bit of that match there. Good match. Uh, we saw the return of Jinder Mahal. There's a name we haven't seen in a while. Uh, Jinder Mahal making his raw debut again after a little time off. Came out and fought Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy did not get the win. Jinder Mahal took the win over Jeff Hardy. I'm not a fan of Jinder Mahal. I'm really not. He's got these big veins. I just want to poke it with a needle and watch the blood squirt everywhere because that's what I would like to see. That's what I think about every time I see Jinder Mahal. All his big roided out veins. I just want to poke him and watch the blood squirt. Uh, then we saw Asuka. Well, this might have been the beginning. I, I apologize if I'm a little out of order here. Oh, boo, I'm going to hinder the gender because I do not like gender Mahal. <laughs> anyway, uh, Asuka, Mandy, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke took the win over Flair, Shayna, and Nia Jax. Uh, they're doing some better stuff now with the women's on Raw to get them, uh, get them going. Uh, a lot better now than when they were doing uh, the making fun of Nia. Uh, the Nia Jack skit. 
it was what it was. But let the women fight. They know how to fight good, sometimes better than some of the guys. Um, then in the main event, we saw Drew McIntyre over Bobby Lashley with a DQ with some interference from Braun. Get these hands, Strowman. Uh, Braun interfering in the last of the match, giving Drew McIntyre the win over Bobby Lashley with a DQ. Uh, that was your quick, you know, not so in depth raw report. Because I didn't watch it. I got to say, the WWE isn't really holding my attention on the raw side of things. Um, but it is what it is. I heard SmackDown was a good show this week. We're going to wait for my buddy Jack Torrance to get back in here. We're going to run down the SmackDown report. Then we're going to run down fucking new the blood and guts. That, that Dynamite episode was fucking crazy. Uh, the main event with the, the dual steel cage. The dual ring with the steel cage, Hell in a Cell style. Um, you know, I can't say enough about it and how good it was. We're gonna, it was just fucking great. What can I say? Yeah, Chris Jericho, you know, I'm not going to get into it now. Not going to, not going to talk about it. I want to talk about it, but I got to wait for Jack Torrance to get back in here because, you know, I can't do the show and talk about blood and guts without Jack Torrance. All right, what do we got now? Is it still horrible? You're more robotic than ever. Well, I'm pretty fucked. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. Uh, I guess I'll try it on my phone. I don't know. Try it on your phone, see if that works. That's where we're going. All right, give it a whirl. Fucking technology. We're live, kid. We are fucking live. This is what we deal with. This is what happens. It is what it is. Uh, Guy Manley over here says, do not like the wet fart of a fall off the cage for the finish. Guy, I concur on that. I did not really care for the finish of Blood and Guts of how it ended. I'll get more into my opinion on that one when, uh, when we go through that with Mr. Jack Torrance. Uh, but yeah, there were some things I liked, some things I didn't like, but overall the, the, I'm going to call it a pay-per-view. It's a free free show. You know, it's dynamite. It was pretty fucking badass. So we'll be back in a minute. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my... I think the technology is on my end. I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. Please... Hold for one second. You like my clown song that I'm singing to you. We're gonna go. All 
right, all right, all right. Let me know if you can hear me. Having some technical difficulties. I apologize out there to anyone watching. Um, yes, we apologize for the technicals. It is what it is. It happens. It's a live broadcast. We'll be back. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. So it was actually on my end, I believe. Are you fucking kidding me? Because <laughs> I went to play a video and the video was crackly. So I'm putting my microphone, I'm going to post the microphone out the fucking window. And uh, that's what it was. It was me. It was me. Fucking live TV. What can yeah, you see, do about it? I'm hearing you like shit now. Son of a bitch. Am I, I crackly to you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you do. <laughs> the fuck. Good times. Yeah, you sound like shit now, dude. Can you hear me? Or yeah, I can hear you. I can better, but then. Mm. <laughs> well, you, hear you obviously did. Great. All right, now you say. Hello. Yeah, I think you're good now. Okay, are you good? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm All gonna, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you up. I just went over uh, raw report. You're breaking up like shit again. Yep. Here's what we're gonna do, folks. We're gonna be back shortly. <laughs> Here, do you want to? Can you keep me on? I'll keep you going. I'm gonna go fix up my audio. All right, I'll take her from here. Take it All away. Right, here we are in my fucking phone. And so, yeah, we were just saying about live shit, right? Well, here it is. So, all that crap. But anyways, I take it Diggs told you about Raw. I don't know, because I wasn't there. So, I'm going to give you the old SmackDown breakdown in the meantime. So, this past Friday, things got underway with WWE Universal Champion, the big dog, by Jimmy Uso, who had uh, not appeared on television since back at Hell in a Cell when he, uh, well, lost to Roman Reigns. So I, I'm guessing he was Who knows? But um, after they came out, obviously, all kinds of jibba-jabba about the fact that Daniel went And was Boy, I'm not looking like shit. I always look like shit. What am I saying? Anyways, uh, so it was like a retro SmackDown thing, whatever. But they had Teddy Long back. I was a fan of Teddy Long. And he came out to address the crowd inform them that Roman Reigns, well, he wasn't going to like what he had to say. As Cesaro was going to take on Collins on SmackDown that night. And if Cesaro came away from this, he would indeed earn a number one contender spot for Roman Reigns' Universal Championship at coming WrestleMania Backlash. Still don't know why they call it WrestleMania Backlash, but whatever. 
Okay, is that led to uh match between Seth Rollins and Cesaro? Oh, Diggs. So you may have returned. No. Okay. How about now? Karen. I I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, not robotic anymore. Let's see how far this goes. Yeah, that's as far as it went. <laughs> there it goes. So here's what we're going to do before we get too far into your report. We're going to shut everything down and restart. All right. We're shutting we'll down, folks. I'll see you in five. Yay. <laughs> And what a disaster. <laughs> oh, I laugh, I laugh, I laugh. After we shut it down, Ziggy just let me know. So all of you out there, yeah, you guys heard me still talking afterwards. So. Hey, we are back. <laughs> Thanks, Ziggy. Yeah. So uh, that happened, and it happens sometimes. Uh, you can see some of those uh, blooper reels from Center Sundays as well when that shit happens. <laughs> uh, at this rate, I don't see how you guys could have done any worse than us. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about botchamania, right? Right. Oh, all right. Oh, so before, before we went Roboto, Mr. Roboto, I went over uh, – I went through the, uh, sm the not, not SmackDown, Raw, that's it, the Raw, the report. Raw report. We went through that real quick, and then uh, certain return of a wrestler that I do not like. I don't think you have any care for him either, Mr. Jinder Mahal. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, why? No. No, Vince. No. Jinder has come back. Ugh, gross. I... Yeah. What the fuck, Vince? Seriously. I don't ever understand why that guy was ever champion in the first place. He sucks. I know. And he's, I mentioned on the part one of match five, yeah. while, while you were fixing your audio, that was actually my fault, uh, that I wanted to just take a pin and poke all his veins and watch him squirt because his veins are like... Oh, God. They're so, so nasty. Like, they're worse than the Ultimate Warriors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like each one is just pumping with steroids yes I, no i've never been a fan i didn't like him even you know there's guys that you know like the rock you know i couldn't stand it but i still respected him as a heel jinder mahal that just had no appeal to me whatsoever i i couldn't even take him as a heel i didn't even care if he was getting his ass kicked by somebody i liked because fucking gross so why well who's coming back next vince goldberg again well he fought jeff hardy and let me guess, Jeff Hardy lost or got fucked over or something, right? Oh, yeah, Hardy lost. Mm, yeah. So. Ooh. So. Well, I guess I missed, a, I missed a lot on <laughs> Raw then, huh? Oh, yeah, you know it. The typical Save Raw. The typical Raw nap time. Saving space for the old DVR. Mm -hmm. So as I was trying to say earlier, I'm sure it sounded like crap on my phone. So I'll just jump right back to where we kick things off with the SmackDown breakdown. It's past Friday. Things got underway with this retro SmackDown. They did something. I don't know. But it was cool. They brought along Teddy Long for the show. I was a fan of Teddy Long. Uh, but it started off with Universal Champion Roman Reigns being joined by Jimmy Uso, who he had not seen on TV since back at Hell on a Cell when he tapped out to his cousin Roman Reigns. Um, so I'm guessing he had some surgery stuff, something like that, all in all likelihood. But um, Teddy Long did come out and tell the world 
that if Cesaro could beat Seth Rollins that night on SmackDown, then he would indeed earn himself a number one contender spot for Roman Reigns Universal Championship at WrestleMania Backlash. And we've already discussed how much we hate that name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, Cesaro would actually go on to defeat Rollins with the neutralizer after Seth got into an argument with the Usos. He did not care for them being involved. He wanted to do it on his own. So that earned him a super kick, which left him wide open for Cesaro. And Cesaro took care of business. So um, what was the other part of it I was getting to? Uh, The show actually concluded with a divide between the Usos that left Roman Reigns wide open for an attack from the now number one contender Cesaro. And I couldn't be happier. They're finally doing something right there. Cesaro has been overlooked, underused for so fucking long. I couldn't be happier about him finally getting a deserving push. So... Thank you, Vince, on that one. Also on the card, we saw Carter Mella defeat Ruby Riot by submission. Bailey cut a promo on WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair, which set up a match between the two at the upcoming WrestleMania Backlash pay-per-view. Dominic Mysterio. I still always remember when Eddie wanted to be his dad and that whole (laughs) storyline. Dominic my my son, Dominic. But yes, no, Dominic uh, obviously was saying his prayers and taking his vitamins and drinking his fucking milk because the kid is actually pretty talented in the ring. Um, Yeah, I got to hand it to him. It's not a surprise considering who his dad is. Obviously, Rey Mysterio. Uh, Yeah, so Dominic scored a pinfall win over Dolph Ziggler, which is in all likelihood a setup for a SmackDown tag team title match between Rey and Dominic Mysterio against the current SmackDown Jack Team Champions, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler coming up at the stupidly named pay-per-view. Also, Tamina <laughs> uh, beat uh, Reginald. I don't know who Reginald is by disqualification after Shauna Blazer interfered. Didn't really care. Um, I Once again, as I mentioned last week, I wish they would just end that storyline mm-hmm. between Nia Jax and Shauna Blazer and Natalia and Tamina. Just put the belts on Natalia and Tamina or end it do something else. Um, it's nothing against them. All four of them are very talented, but I don't like this. It's not this, No, the storyline shit. Yeah, yeah. It's been going on since Mania. We're done. We've seen what we can get out of it. Teddy Dunsky. And in the main event, the team of Apollo Crews, Sammy Zayn, good old Sammy Castro himself, King Corbin, Otis, and Chad Gable picked up the win over the team of the Street Profits, Biggie Langston, Kevin Owens, and Shinsuke Nakamura. I guess this is something building up to some big-time Intercontinental Championship match, I'm guessing. Um, If I just want to see Apollo Crews and Sammy and Kevin Owens and Shinsuke Nakamura in a four-way for the IC belt, I think that would be phenomenal. But I highly doubt I'll get what I want because it's WWE. Well, and that's the SmackDown breakdown, folks. I got to give it to you there, Big Daddy. You cut that down real quick. Well, it dawned on me. You know, I'm sure no one really wants to hear me ramble any more than they have to. And you, you I'm, for anyone out there, SmackDown was on Friday. You watched it or you didn't. And if you did, you don't want me to talk about the whole damn show. And if you didn't, you probably just want the breakdown because you didn't feel like watching it anyway. So. Which is why you come here for the Raw Report, because nobody wants to sit three hours of Raw, except for me. I don't want to even sit through it. 
But sometimes <laughs> I have to. Sometimes I don't even do it. I just gather the information off the good old interwebs. It's all you can do, brother. It's all you can do. I don't think anyone's really going to mind, to be honest with you. Nope. No, I don't think so either. Um, uh, I think we should yeah. jump right into this one here. We're going to go over talk about blah, blood and guts. Yeah, blood and guts. We know it was about a week ago almost, but you know what? We liked it. We want to talk about it, so we're going to. Oh, hell yeah, Diggs. We sure are. And if you have a problem with that, send us an email to offtheropestuesdays at gmail.com. I might read it. I might not. Well, my answer is right here. Jesus loves you, but I don't. So go, go fuck, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can also go and support us at hellentertainment.com. Buy our merch. Support our beer fund. Support our support our Jesus loves you t-shirt fund. Get on down with the merch, man. You wouldn't it how many grilled cheese sandwiches we had to sell at the parking lots of fish concerts in order to afford that merch. Mm -hmm. I hope you're happy. So many Fuck. dirty hippies. Ugh, Fucking hate fish. Fucking worse. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know a lot of my friends love <laughs> fish, but mm -mm. sorry. Sorry, Hunter. Sorry, Wyatt. I love you guys, but you know my stance. Yeah, one of their songs is fucking eight hours long. Nope, nope. All their songs are eight hours long. <laughs> they play a vacuum. I don't know. Tweets their own. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Blood and guts. Blood and guts. Oh, it was bloody, all right. It was Ooh. bloody. Are we gonna go over the show? We're just gonna go over the main event. What do you want to do? Real re quick, very fast recap on the show itself. Go for it. Right into the old meat and potatoes. Let's go. Uh, yes. This was a good one. Started off with uh, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston taking on the AEW World Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega and Michael Oily Boy himself Nakazawa. All, every time I see Nakazawa, Nakazawa, all I can think of is how he would put baby oil all over himself during the match and get it <laughs> on his opponents. It's really creepy. So uh, yeah, he's a, he's a fitting um, uh, partner for the World Heavyweight Champion Kenneth. Omega, and uh, in this one we saw Moxley and Eddie walk away with a win, so that was very cool. That was followed up with Cody Rhodes taking on QT Marshall. Cody picked up the win here via submission, and real quick, just want to point this out, uh, and once again, thank you, Ziggy, uh, for this one. He sent this to me last night. There, There's a big uproar, I guess, in the public uh, when it comes to Cody Rhodes. People are getting real sick and tired of his oversaturation, I guess. And, um, you know, I can concur with the whole thing about him and Brandy having the baby. Yeah, it's cool, but we get it. Uh, okay, you're having a baby. Great. I want to see some wrestling. <laughs> um, I really haven't enjoyed this whole feud he's been doing with QT Marshall either. Um, Ziggy sent me a really good article last night. I wish I could remember where the hell it was from. But um, it, it, talking about how, you know, it's just becoming kind of filler with Cody and they could be spending more time on women's matches and stuff. So I can see where people are coming from. I mean, I'm always going to be a Cody fan. I love his dad. I love his brother. But, um, yeah, it can be overkill. He was trying to do that uh, reality show like The Miz mm -hmm. and his wife do. And I don't know. So that's out there. A lot of folks unhappy with Mr. Rhodes at the moment, but he did pick up the victory over QT Marshall. Uh, the number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship, one of my personal favorites, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, scored a victory <laughs> by submission over some jobber named Julia Hart. And uh, this match was uh, literally a minute and 29 seconds long. Super squash. So 
just building up Dr. Britt as she is the current number one contender for the AEW Women's World Heavyweight Championship. SoCal Uncensored, which is the team of Christopher Daniels and Frankie Gazarian, scored a win over Jurassic Express, the Varsity Blondes, speaking of Brian Pillman Jr., and that incredible mullet. God bless him. That's a great mullet. Oh, yeah, his father would be so proud. I mean, Brian Pillman's mullet was, Brian Pillman's senior mullet was one of the all-time greats, so... Glad to see the tradition is still alive. But uh, yes, the Varsity Blondes and the Acclaimed all met in a four-way tag team match to determine who will face the Young Bucks, the evil Bucks of youth themselves, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships this coming Wednesday on Dynamite. We also saw Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page throw the TNT champion Darby Allen down the concrete staircase. That was pretty brutal, man. Allen wow. will have to defend his CNT title against Miro tomorrow night on Dynamite. It's not looking good for the current TNT world champion, TNT champion, that is. Yeah, Darby's in some trouble, man. And Miro, I love Miro. Yeah, if, in case you guys don't watch AEW, don't know, Miro was Rusev in WWE. And uh, yeah, I have a feeling he's going to put some hurting on poor little Darby Allen. Um, where else? Oh, yes. John Moxley is also going to defend his IWGP United States Championship title, <coughs> excuse me, against Yuji Nagata tomorrow on Dynamite. And we also saw Orange Cassidy and Kenny Omega have a little bit of an encounter that ended with Omega stealing Cassidy's Ray Bands. You don't touch the man's no. band. You don't touch the man's bands. Mr. Freshly Squeezed himself will take on Pack tomorrow night with a winner getting a shot at the AEW World Heavyweight Championship at the upcoming Double or Nothing pay-per-view on May 30th. And that only leaves us with the highlight of the evening. <laughs> a main event. Boy, was it ever. Pay-per-view worthy indeed. I know a lot of people hated the finish. We'll get to that. But... Yeah. Um, this for me was everything I wanted, dude. Um, blood and guts, and guts. right? Blood and guts, war game style, two rings enclosed with a steel cage showdown that featured the pinnacle, which is comprised of MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood going up against inner circle members, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara along with Santana or and Ortiz. Uh, fight kicked off with Sammy Guevara and Dax Harwood going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Sammy was so fucking good in this match. Um, I've been a big fan of that kid since AEW started uh, with him, and um, he is just so much fun to watch. Um, you know, he did the – I know everyone calls it the coast-to-coast because coast of Shane, but no. Right. RVD did it first. It's the Van Terminator, all right? Sammy did a Van Terminator during the match. Uh, I mean, God, there was – he took that – oh, man, what the hell was it? I actually wrote it down. Um, there was uh, – fuck. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember. There were so many good spots in this match. Uh, but he just kept the pace going so good. And, um, I mean, the chair shots to the head, they yeah. – Completely destroyed the whole ring. Just one of the rings. They took the top turnbuckles down. We're choking with it. Um, ripped they the canvas up. They went Abdul the butcher style with the with the fork. Santana going Abdullah with the fork, dude. That yep. was so badass that he wicks it afterwards. <laughs> like, oh, and I love Santana Ortiz with the dead president's makeup. It was so badass. Not to mention the inner circle coming out with the fucking um, the 
you know, county jail fucking uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> I know I mean, what they're like. So <laughs> the, the, the the whole match is it was just ECW combined with War Games. Yeah, the good parts, you know, WCW or the old NWA with Dust, Dusty Rhodes who invented the War Games match. Yeah, yep. it had that feel to it. Yeah, it was just it, feel. it kept you on your toes. It it kept you engaged. It even kept you engaged when they won. Uh, Telly Blanchard, oh, you know, when they broke up, when, when they broke free of the cage. Oh, and Jericho hit him with the, the yeah. Floor. That was awesome, dude. Yeah. Telly at his age, still taking bumps. Fucking A, man. Yeah. I mean, Jericho definitely held his own in that one. And then we get to the, we get to the top of the cage with Jericho. And again, I don't know all the wrestlers' names in AEW yet. I'm getting there. You're uh, talking about MJF himself, Maxwell. M- yes. Freeman. Yes. When they were on top of the cage and We'll get to the ending in a, in a momento, but yeah, even but, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. But before yeah, yeah. talk, if you will, uh, did you happen to notice there was a point in the match where everyone was in the match? Because you know how, for all of you out there who didn't see it, it's set up. It starts out with two, one guy, one member from each team. They go at it for a couple of minutes, and every couple of minutes, another member from each team comes in. So at one point you'll have two on one and then it's two on two and three on two and so on and so forth. So everyone's right. in the ring. Um, but yeah, at one point, all right. So everyone was in there, I think at this rate and Wardlow was like going nuts and Jake Hager sprang out of the corner and he went just diving at Wardlow and Wardlow luckily caught him because the way he, they went to fall back, Jake, Jake Hayes saw that. literally landed right on the fucking top of his head. Could have broken his neck. So those guys beat the holy hell out of each other in that match. Um, super props to everyone involved in that one because they left it all on the table for you. Um, I mean, spiked brain busters, spiked pile drivers, chair shots to the head. I don't care what anyone says. I miss chair shots to the head. <laughs> so fucking much. I know That's- it's horrible. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is the shit that that you and I got. What really got us into the wrestling? Yeah, we had the the Hogan in the '80s era and all that, but the chair shots, like the Attitude Era, the ECW, that's the shit that that hooked us. Well, I mean, and, it's just like with pro sports in general, football, hockey, everything was better back in the day before they found out about how horrible con- concussions really are. <laughs> well, this is true, but now, but but now you're coming back with AEW and, and blood and guts and no fucks given. They just yeah. want to add it and TVMA all the way. And, you know, this is a thing I, I really respect about them. I think it's cool because you can tell that the ship is definitely more run by the wrestlers and not just by a promoter, say, as in the case of WWE with Vince. If Vince will make his rules and everyone has to abide by them. When it comes to AEW, for example, I'm sure they all talked about it and say, hey, man, if you don't want to take a chair shot to the head, it's cool. Guy Manly. I don't know who you Love your name. Concussions yeah, concussions are fun. fun. Guy, you are 100% correct. Absolutely, guy. Fucking concussions. <laughs> but, yeah, what the hell was I saying there? Um, it's, it's run more by the wrestlers than, yes, than the promoters. Yes. And thank you. And so I'm sure they went ahead and said beforehand, hey, if you don't want to take a share shot to the head, you don't have to. They're not making guys do something they wouldn't feel comfortable doing. But if you're cool with it, you want to take a share shot to the head? I say let him. Why the fuck not? It's their head. One th- one thing I do like about uh, AEW as opposed to the... Granted, we all like 
tits and ass. Let's call it as it is. ECW. Oh, you mean with, total with, nonstop action wrestling? Yes. Uh, with, you know, Francine, Beulah, Sonny, all that in thongs, taking taking harder bumps oh, than most guys. But oh, the fact that e AEW has that TVMA rating, but they're not promoting the sexual aspect of it like ECW was or WWE yeah. was back at Attitude Era, but they're still selling more, or they're still selling the same, if not better, than what those brands were doing back then. Because the women have talent now. And we've mentioned this multiple times on multiple shows. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, take nothing away from the women from back in the day. They had extreme talent as well. Um, you know, who could ever forget Beulah versus Fonzie, the match that saved Fonzie's career in ECW. One of the mm -hmm. most bloodiest matches you'll ever see. And what a great match that could show... You know, and that was something, another thing I'll always love about Paul Heyman. He wasn't afraid to, of course, he loved the, you know, old tits and ass aspect because he knew it sold because we were the demographics. You Obviously. Know, teenagers, you know, guys in their early 20s, early 30s, you know, that's what sold. And that was a whole different era, though, back then. That was oh, yeah. you couldn't do any of that shit now, um, you know, which is probably a good thing because a lot of it <laughs> was like, oh, my but um, yeah, I I think it's cool that they stand away. They stand out from WWE because of that TVMA aspect. You can have chair shots, you can have blood, you can have certain things. You can have barbed wire, which we've seen thumbtacks and everything with Dr. Britt Baker. But they they're not pushing the whole sex shit, you know? Right. Which is fine. I don't need that um, in this day and age. It should go by the wayside. I I personally always hated, and I know guys are gonna say, "Oh, what do you blame?" Whatever. I hated the bra and panty matches and all that crap WWE used to do. I don't care how hot these chicks were. Ah, guy manly. His spider sense was tingling. I I still think <laughs> it was so such a waste of time when you had women who could actually fucking wrestle. They wouldn't give them a chance, and it was women like. You know, Beulah McGillicuddy, it was women like Trish Stratus, it was yeah. women like Lita, China, that really paved the way to say, and, and that was after years of other women who were great wrestlers that were completely overshadowed over time. But that that was that group that really broke the mold. Francine, all of them, you know, hats off to them, because that's what changed the whole business for women. You know? Oh, absolutely. But uh, let's get on to the ending of uh, Blood and Guts here. I know there's... A lot of people who didn't like the ending of Blood and Guts, how it ended. Mm -hmm. I wasn't fa a fan of how it ended. I talked to you afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there were some things, you know, it ended by them calling it because Jericho was going to get thrown off the cage and they called well, see, it. That part I liked, actually. That part I thought worked, but. I mean, yeah, it worked. But then, so they, so they call the match. They win. They're still up on the cage. And you can see they cut to Jericho at the wrong time with the camera. Because you can see Jericho say, still throw me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I picked up on that too. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, then. That's live for you. <laughs> you saw it a few like, Yeah, just, just still throw me off, throw me off. And they threw him yeah. off. <clears throat> and then he falls off under the padding, you know, concrete walkway. But obviously mm -hmm. it's a landing pad to where he's going to fucking land. Because yeah. yeah. unlike Foley, he. That wasn't scripted. That <laughs> this was this was scripted. Um, but then they cut back to Jericho a few times, and you can see him like opening his eyes to see if the camera's on. Like their tech, their their technology at the end of it needs to be a little tighter. But 
I wasn't a fan of the ending. I know I'm rambling, rambling, and that's all I got. <laughs> hey, no, I mean that's your two cents. That's your take on it, um, which is completely understandable. I, like I said, starting off, I know a lot of people fucking hated this ending. Uh, I, I like the part where you know the inner circle didn't have a choice. They were like, "Oh fuck, we love Jericho. We don't want to see him get hurt." So we'll we'll say fuck it. All right, MJF, you win. And then when it comes to the whole thing of MJF doing what everyone expected MJF to do and throwing him Jericho off, I look at it this way, folks. Jericho's 50 fucking years old. All right. Fully back in the old infamous 1998 King of the Ring, Hell in the Cell, Undertaker, everyone knows it. Fully planned on getting thrown off the top. With that said, you know. He never should have done that in the first place. He could have freaking killed himself. Everybody knows that. Definitely extremely dangerous. So for Jericho, yeah, yeah, it's pro wrestling, folks. You got to take it with a little bit of grain of salt here. All right. Jericho's 50 years old. It's not like MJF's going to throw him off the cage onto the goddamn concrete floor, folks. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, it looked kind of crappy. But for what it was, the match itself was awesome. And uh, in AEW's defense, they're still a very young young company. They're only two years in, barely two years in. I don't even know if they actually really are fully two years. I don't and, think so. You know, this is like with the whole Kenny Omega and Moxley incident there. Everyone, all they wanted to talk about was, ooh, the dud fireworks at the end. Which, yeah, it sucked. But, hey, they're trying they got to work out the kinks. And what people forget, just like with the Moxley Omega matches, the rest of the match was fucking awesome. So that's my take on Blood and Guts, people. Ooh. Uh, our friend Guy yeah. our friend Guy Manley over here is saying NWO did it better when they slammed Flair's head in the cage <laughs> to get a surrender from Mongo at War Games. Yeah, no, I can't argue that. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not saying it was a great finish, but and I'm with you, guy. Guy also says Jericho Over ate guy. my hot pocket. Umage ate mine. One of the best signs ever. <laughs> Along with uh, <laughs> what actually the greatest sign ever I've ever seen in a crowd. I thought this was a complete genius. Someone was holding up. Uh, this was only a couple years ago. And Monday Night Raw said, I'm taping Nitro right now. That was, <laughs> I, I lost my shit on that side. Taking me back, buddy. Taking me back. But yes, yeah, so hey, it is what it is. It, it wasn't perfect, but. I think the match itself speaks volumes above what how the finish turned out. Oh, it was 100%. a whole, whole fucking lot of blood. I mean, dude, MJF was just covered, covered, dude. That was caked, caked I, in it. I felt cool with it for uh, an event that really possibly could have been on pay per view. A lot of people were questioning why they didn't do that on pay per view. I personally think they did it because. They're still a young company. They want to try and gain some more viewers. So I thought that was smart on their part, just doing it for free. But I'm kind of glad they did it for free because I don't want to pay any more money. Right. <laughs> so we've done the recaps. We've gone over blood and guts. The subject of tonight's other topic. Uh, yeah. wrestlers, wrestlers who should not act. Well, you may love them in the ring, but you hate them on the big screen. See, I'm with you and I'm not with you on this topic. I Yeah. I, I personally feel there's a lot of them out there who actually surprisingly have been good over the mm -hmm. years. No, I get that. Yeah. But there are some that are pretty fucking oh, bad. Yeah. I know. I'm willing to bet right off the bat. I know who you're going to say that you hate the most. 
because I know you hate him a lot. You actually mentioned that in a previous show about wrestlers who everyone loves that we hate. Which you can catch on hellentertainment.com for the recap on that show. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. Actually, no, you are wrong on that, sir. You like the Mrs. Marine movies? The what? The Mrs. Marine movies. That's what I was going to say. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going going with The Rock. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So we're two totally different spaceships right now. I I was saying someone that I know you hate, and you went on to say how much you hate The Miz. I do hate The Miz. You surprised me for a second. I was like, you like The Miz Marine movies, really? (laughs) (laughs) So some of these movies we have seen, we have not seen. uh, Some of the ones I have not seen, I'm going to go watch because now I'm curious because they're researching and seeing what people star in what movies. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kick it off with a group of... One, two, three, four, five, six people in one movie called McGruber. Ah. Starring Chris, Chris Jericho, yes. Kane, MVP, Mark Henry, The Great Kali, and The Big Show. Yeah, per. I and for a second I thought you were gonna say longest yard remake with Adam Sandler, because that's on my list of ones I love, because there's a lot of wrestlers in that movie. But yeah, this was one um. This I have not seen this. Flew below my radar, but I'm glad you brought it up because I found out about this today when I was doing my homework and whatnot on the old Google. And as soon as I looked it up, I just saw the picture of all of them. They're like walking with guns and stuff. Yeah. Ooh, I got to see this. This is this has got awesomely bad written all over it. So we should do a movie review of it. We could. We certainly could. All right. What's your movie? What's your What's, let's go back and forth here. What do you got? All right. I can just go back and forth on this all day because, I mean, there's there's, in there's this a lot discussion. I actually have more I like than ones I really didn't like. I don't know. Um, I'll start off with one of my personal favorites, Terry Funk, the Funker, perhaps my favorite wrestler of all time. If I had the old gun to the head, I had to name one. It's going to be the Funker. And you know, folks, if you know the Funker, you know which one I'm talking about. It's Roadhouse. This is why I became a uh, bouncer, door guy, if you will, is because Terry Funk, not Patrick Swayze, Terry Funk was a door guy in the 80s, and that's what inspired me. Yeah, the Funker, dude. He ends up, uh, him and um, Sam Elliott out on the uh, loading dock out behind the bar, the big rumble, the Patrick (laughs) Swayze, dude. Classic, classic. You can't go wrong. Um, I'll tell you, though, right now, before I get into anything else, I can tell you real quick what I think, or I can save it for the end. It's up to you. What I think is the greatest wrestler in a movie movie ever. We'll save those to the end. We'll go one on one. We'll do yours. We'll do mine. All right, cool. So you're up. Batter up there, pal. I got to bring it back to the animated stuff. I got to bring it back to the 80s. Ah. Uh-huh. You know where I'm going with this. Oh, I. My spider sense is tingling. Mm-hmm. Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter, G.I. Yes. Joe. Yes, I knew you would. I put that on my list as well. I'm glad we didn't converse on this list because this is actually a surprise. This is fun. Yes, yes. Water, GI Joe the movie. And I don't care about those ones they made with uh, the Wayans brothers or whatever. I know. No, gotta go with the slaughter ones. I think Rock was in them, so of course I didn't watch them. But it yes. was horrible. The the real the real GI action, yeah. the real ones with the Rock. No, uh, what I figured. The GI Joe animated cartoon movie. All the way. Oh, I love that movie. 
I love that movie. Me and my brother used to watch that movie over and over again. I had the old VHS copy with Cobra Commander, not the spas. Oh, God, <laughs> I love that movie. But yes, yeah, Slaughter, he takes in uh, Flint there, I believe, or yep. whatever it was, and uh, brings him to Sergeant Slaughter's boot camp there. I love the infamous line when he's like, the guy's like, who cares? We don't need no stick. And Sergeant Slaughter grabs the guy by the throat and he's like, we all go home or nobody goes home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fucking, I'm so glad. Yes, we're surfing on the same wave there, brother, because yes, we are. It's badass. So, yes, we're in concurrence there. Um, Stone Cold, we have to bring him up. He's been, yes, he's been in a couple good flicks, actually. Um, I personally really liked the movie he starred in, The Condemned. I thought that was for what it was, it was cool. Um, that wasn't bad, right? A bunch of uh convicts that get put on this island, it's kind of like a uh battle royale kind of thing where everyone's got to kill each other um and of course he had that awesome role in the first expendables as one of the villains he had the big uh dukeroo against uh, uh fly. <laughs> so that was cool i love stone cold and of course the longest yard man that movie is yeah. remake. i mean the original burt reynolds is a classic i normally hate remakes but the remake of the longest yard was Classic. It was amazing. Love it. Love it. And you had so many guys in that. I mean, Kevin Nash, Goldberg, Steve Austin, uh, the great Kali. Uh, they were all in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Great Kali plays on Adam Sandler's team. Kevin Nash, and as well as Goldberg, plays on Adam Austin Sandler's was a guard, team. too, right? Austin and Kevin Nash are the guards, too. Remember That's when, right. Uh, That's right. Yeah, they swap uh, Nash's fucking steroids with estrogen, and he starts getting all girly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and so he's like, I just wanted to care about you. <laughs> and Kevin Nash, also in one of my all, all-time favorite flicks. Speaking of Adam Sandler, he wasn't in it, but he produced it, whatever. Grandma's Boy. Yes, as the Repo Man. <laughs> yes, he's the Repo Man. He says, uh, yeah, they'll they'll massage your cock if you pay him to. <laughs> well, speaking of Kevin Nash and massaging those, I got to keep it down with the swearing because the kid's home. Raj, my he, my he was... He was also live. I was talking about roosters. That's all roosters. They cannot hear you, so that is fine. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Kevin Nash was in Magic Mike. Yeah, yeah, never yeah. saw. It. But he was. He yeah. was. He was. And hey, he made a lot of money off it. I think they made two of them. I don't know. I, don't know. I just saw it that one time. Yeah, very popular amongst the ladies. I understand. No, I guess the ladies got the hots for Big Daddy Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's bodyguard. That's right. With another, speaking of another great mullet back in the day. Mm -hmm. Facts. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna roll with. Uh, have you ever heard of the movie Roaring Fire? Uh, I had not until I was uh, doing my research today. One of the greatest hardcore wrestlers in my eyes to star in that movie, Abdullah the Butcher. Yes, yes, Abdullah, who uh, this was not the only time Abdullah appeared on the big screen as he was also in any old wrestling fan. Kevin Ewing, if you're watching, I know you'll know this one. Ooh. I like to hurt people with, um, oh, Kevin there, Super Shredder. Thank you. Thank God. you, Guy Manley. I knew there was one. I, it was. Mm, it was driving me nuts all day. Yes, Guy is correct. Kevin Nash was Super Shredder and TNM, TMNT2, Secret of the Ooze with the Ninja, Ninja, Rap, Ninja, Ninja. You know, what, you know what, Guy? Since you came up with that one, we did not. 
send us an email. I will send you a off the ropes Tuesday t-shirt. Let me know your size, <laughs> mailing address. There you go. Surprises. You never know when they're yeah. gonna happen. Guy Manley, send me an email uh to this email here, off the ropes Tuesday at gmail.com. Send it there. Thank you, guy. Anyway, about bad out. All right. I next up, I'm going with um Batista, man. Batista yeah. he's, he's on my list. He's a damn good actor. He, uh, he is. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my god, I love those movies. I'm so happy they're making a third one. Those movies fucking kick ass. Uh, I was actually, I'm a comic book nerd as well as a wrestling nerd. And that was a comic I knew of, but I was never really into. And boy, that turned out to be awesome for Marvel. Um, yeah, Batista also in, um, what was the other one I was going to mention? Uh, the Avengers obviously goes along with Guardians. But uh, Blade Runner, the last Blade Runner flick there. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the opening scene. He, he really proves his chops uh, as far as acting goes. Now, Batista, fucking A, man. You are pretty gnarly as an actor. I dig him. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen the new Blade Runner, just Google that or YouTube that uh, opening scene with him. Oh, uh, just I'm not going to say anything else. Just watch it. He's really, really good. So cool beans. Yeah, he was, and he can do the, the, the kids movie, too, because the, the kids movie, My Spy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah, I, I watched. Saw it, but I watched that with 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 my daughter, and mm -hmm. he really came through on that one too. So he can do both aspects, you know, from going yeah. from Guardians of the Galaxy to kids' movies. David Batista is one hell of an actor. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, I always enjoyed him in the ring too. His Hell in the Cell match with Triple H was one of the last great, really brutal WWE matches you'll ever see. So definitely down with Batista. All right, um, next there, Diggs. I'm gonna roll. With the eighth wonder of the world. Oh, I know where you're going with this because this is on my list too. Andre the Giant, Princess Bride. Hell yeah. That movie rules. One of the greatest not, books ever. I have not seen it in a very long time. Oh, I, I thought had, you, I, no, no, you no, hadn't I, seen it. I was like, I have Ooh. seen it, but it's been a very long time. So mm -hmm. I need to refresh my my memory, but I have seen it. So calm down. Don't pop a All right. Blood, I was going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That could be grounds for dismissal right there. You ain't seen Princess Bride over here. I was going to say, That's oh. it. I'm done. Goodbye. Whoa. Tony Soprano over here. Oh, this is hey, oh. But oh. yes, Under the Giant Princess Bride, definitely up there on the on the, on oh, the yeah. high ratings. Talk about the role that Andre was born to play. He really was. <laughs> and, you know, it was cool that he got to do that. That was sort you know, towards the end of his life, really. Uh, he was only alive for... A few more years after that, as he died in the uh, early to mid-90s, there was like 94 or something like that, I think he passed away. Yep. Um, and obviously his career had pretty much halted uh, at that rate. He was the poor guy, you know, going through his physical ailments and everything. Um, so it was awesome that he got to play that role and leave one last mark on the world from the old eighth wonder of the world, Andre himself. So, yes, and now I can cross that on my off my list. Oh, speaking of Andre. Don't forget, Andre also appeared along Arnold in Conan the Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I am no match for mighty Andre. He will squash me like a bug. So um, definitely Andre. Can't go wrong with no Andre. No, you cannot. What's up on your list next there, sir? Well, what well, the hell? is up there, Diggs? Because we can't talk about wrestling movies. I know where you're going. 
I know where you're going with this one. Oh, I know you do, brother. Because, of course, you got to mention the Hulkster. I'm not ripping this shirt. I love this shirt. The fuck am I thinking? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Hulkster has appeared in many, many flicks. But I'm mm -hmm. just going to mention the ones I thought were the best. Uh, a lot of people might forget this. I was a huge Leslie Nielsen fan. Love the Naked Gun movies, Airplane. He was in Spy Hard. He had a little cameo yep. in Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen. Love that flick. Of course, everybody knows No Holds Barred with Debo from Friday. Tiny Zeus Lister. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Rest you can't mention the holster without rip them. Rest in paradise there, Debo. Yes, yes. Loved Tiny Zeus Lister. That guy was awesome. He was the only man that was worthy of shaving lightning bolts in the side of his head. Actually, that could be a good look for me. We'll see where it goes. Was it a lightning bolt or was it a Z for Remember Zeus? Remember when he actually, when they were promoting uh, No Holds Barred, he actually was in WWF for a little yep. bit there. And he had the lightning bolts and everything. But, I mean, yeah, Debo, one of the greatest characters ever. It's my bot punk. I mean, come on. Debo rules. So, uh, yes. Moving on, though, everyone knows and loves No Hold Bard. Um, didn't I'm trying to remember, I haven't seen No Holds Bard in so long now. Did they didn't Hulkster have like a brother who was blind, or is that Roadhouse? Roadhouse had the no, blind. uh, yeah, Hulkster Roadhouse. had a uh, a brother who has was paralyzed. Yes, that's what it was. Yes, I remember the Rip'em shirts and all that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you were a kid in the 80s like us, you love No Holds Bard, it was great. Now, let's not forget. Suburban Commando. Oh, yes. With Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown himself. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm going through the list right here real quick. Don't forget Gremlins 2, The New Batch. He had a cameo on that. There, to me, though, the greatest Hulkster appearance ever, hands down. Rocky 3, Thunderlips Johnson. Mm -hmm. Comes out with the cape and the ladies. Oh, love it, dude. I thought you were going to go with Mr. Nanny, but eh, we can go with Rocky Are you Three. Kidding me? No, Rocky Three, without a doubt. Thunder, which was amazing. <laughs> That's the flick that actually got Mr. T uh, fucking in WrestleMania, dude. Yeah. Thunder. Let's not forget Three Ninjas. <laughs> well, he wasn't in the first one. He was no. in the, the third one, right? Yeah, High Noon yeah. at Mega Mountain. So he had his cameo in there. He had that toupee. It looked like he had a buzz cut. <laughs> oh, that was when he was doing like Thunder in Paradise, I think. Or yes, Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. Thunder in Paradise. I used to record that on my VS VHS VCR, people, for all those of you who aren't familiar and too young. While uh, we were in high school every day, they used to air on yes. CBS like noontime. Remember, oh, speaking of Hulkster, even though it's not a movie, but we should mention, because this was also brought up in the Macho Man biography there, when Hulkster and uh, Macho Man appeared on that episode of Baywatch. Yep. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of Macho Man. Oh, I know where you're going with this, because this is on my list. His cameo in Spider-Man. That's right. He was Tobey Maguire. Uh, Bonesaw, dude. And That's not to mention, yes, he was Bonesaw. Do you know that they actually wanted to name him Hulk something in the script. Yes. And he was like, oh, no. Ain't going down that route, brother. No. I'm actually coming up with Bonesaw myself. Yeah. And so that's what it was. Uh, yeah, I came up with Bonesaw. I still remember seeing that movie at the Wellfleet Drive-In, 2001. And as soon as he came up, I'm in this chick's car who I was seeing at the time. I'm like, fucking macho, man. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, dude, that was uh, Macho's big uh, claim to fame as far as the whole um, 
film industry really went. Uh, Baywatch and yep, okay. yep. What you got on your uh, on your next list? We're gonna start winding this down very soon. I'm just gonna. I got a couple. So you want me to just blast through the ones I like? I'm gonna when I I'm gonna come back with two with the one I dislike the most and the one that I like the most. I got a couple I hated, but I'll just go through my best of list so we can wrap this up here. Um, all right, so we cannot forget. Speaking of, we mentioned Chris Jericho before. Chris Jericho, Sharknado three. For all of you who haven't seen it. <laughs> Wow. He's standing at the top of this roller coaster and a shark lands on the roller coaster, goes the loop de loop, and just eats Jericho. Fucking classic. Uh also gotta mention George the Animal Steel and yes. Burton's Ed Wood. Love that movie. Uh as you all know, I fucking hate Goldberg, but there was one time I loved Goldberg, and that was for Santa's Slay. Have you ever seen Santa's Slay? I have not seen. I saw it on the one oh. last. Oh, Santa Slay, dude. So good. He kills James Caan and Fran Drescher and uh, Corky Romano right off the bat at the beginning. Fucking hilarious. You got to see fucking Goldberg in Santa Slay. We also can't do this list without mentioning Jesse the Body Ventura. Obviously, mm -hmm. one of the coolest rose ever as the big machine gun toting fucking badass sexual tyrannosaurus and predator. And of course, as Captain Freedom in The Running Man, two classic Arnold's. Uh, flicks there featuring the former governor of Minnesota. Got to give a mention to the big show who was in Jingle All the Way with Arnold. I don't care what anybody says. I love that. Yep. Fucking stupid, but I don't care. Phil Hartman was awesome. Love that movie. Also, he was the uh, in The Water Boy as there. I was waiting for it. Captain Insano. <laughs> How old are you, kid? Ten. Uh, uh, I'm thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Um, I will say real quick to John Cena, 12 rounds and the first Marine. I don't care. See, that's where I was, that's where I was going with my huge dislike. You yeah. I mean they're crap, but I found them entertaining. I don't know. I think uh yeah, T 1000 Jason Patrick was the villain in 12 rounds there, if I'm not mistaken. I so, mean, did you watch him in Bumblebee? No. <sighs> don't. I didn't think I needed to. I mean, Bumblebee's my my dude with Transformers. I know you're down with the B. But he, no, 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 just stop acting, John Cena. He played this firefighter in some movie. Like, no, just stop acting. Go back. There's a reason why you get the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Mm. Stay there or go back to WWE and go Thug Life. Hey, I like Wipeout. I don't care. That show he hosts with Nicole, uh, what's her name there? She's hilarious too. Hey, Joshua, Joshua Snare. Hello. Right back at you, pal. Thanks for tuning in. But yeah, I love Wipeout. That show's hilarious. It's not as good as uh, Most Extreme Challenge. Nothing will ever top that. But well, yeah. So wrapping it up, um, the one time I will say I liked The Rock in a movie was Pain and Gain with Mark Wahlberg. That movie was awesome. See, I like The Rock as an actor. I'm not saying he's necessarily a bad actor. I did like uh, Walking Tall. It wasn't bad. But I fucking hate the Fast and the Furious movies. I always have. I hate all of them. I think Vin Diesel should never have appeared on the screen <laughs> other than Riddick, maybe. Oh. Fucking hate the Fast and the Furious movies. So was that was Riddick when he was Triple X? No, no. Riddick was when he had to wear the sunglasses and the oh, yeah. hands and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Otherwise, I'm not a Vin Diesel fan, <clears throat> but The Rock, besides the Mummy and the Scorpion King, oh Scorpion I, King, <laughs> and Tooth Fairy. I like The Rock's movies. He's entertaining. <laughs> 
and He's Doom. Cool. Doom was garbage. Well, Doom yeah, it's Doom. And I love uh, that game. So fuck you, Rock. The Rock on his HBO Ballers when that was on there. I just liked The Rock as an actor. He's not a bad actor. I'm just saying there's most of his movies I just couldn't care for. Pain no, and Game, on the other hand, was awesome. Pain and Game was great. The scene where he is all coked up and he, he robs the armored truck and he <laughs> opens the bags and the orange fucking shit shoots all over his face. Like, yeah, yeah he's a good actor. I give him that. And for all we know, there's a lot of talk he's going to be fucking president someday. So watch out for that one, folks. Uh, <laughs> just also, and to wrap up my ones I liked, uh, Jerry the King Lawler and Jay in Man on the Moon, the uh, Andy Kaufman story, and Ernest oh. Miller in The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. That was a fucking great movie. Yeah. But um, as I mentioned, I hate all the Fast and Furious movies. Ready to Rumble. Don't forget about that. Pure yep. garbage. Thank you, WCW. Scorpion King. Hated <laughs> it. Doom. Hated it. Tooth Fairy. Hated it. Don't forget The Chaperone with Triple H. Stink Fest. And uh, yeah, like I said, aside from pain again and walking tall, anything The Rock has done, because that's me. I'm surprised and a little disappointed in yourself. Well, you wouldn't be the first. No mention <laughs> of the Scottish one, Roddy Roddy Piper. I told you I was saving the best for last. I, well, the greatest then... fucking wrestler movie ever. They yes. win. John yep. Carpenter. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that fucking movie rules. Everybody knows. Perhaps the greatest one-liner in film history. I came here to kick ass and do bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. True. Piper was so friggin' good in that movie. Piper actually, I mean, did his own stunt. He put that movie on the brakes for like six months. You know, the scene where the lady hits him with a vase and he goes through the sliding glass window and falls down the hill. Oh, he yeah. Did he did that for real, dude. He was like in traction and shit after that. And I mean, oh, the fight scene in the alley. That is one of my all-time favorite flicks. I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. Love The Thing and Big Trouble in Little China and Halloween and you name it. But yeah, that is the ultimate. Nothing will ever talk Bayless. That is the ultimate a wrestler was in a movie movie. Oh, you just taught my my top list. Uh, one that we did not mention on my list was Kane and See No Evil. Oh, shit. That was on my list, too. And I spaced. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Remember when he's like got the bugs coming out? Of <laughs> yes. I thought that movie was a it was fun. It was, it, was a, a, it, was, it was a funny movie for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been more I liked than more I didn't like, which is a very big rarity for me in pretty much every aspect of life. So how about them apples? <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we had some technical difficulties in the beginning. We appreciate you sticking with us as we've been on here for well over an hour and a half now, I think. Yep. Uh, we did. This was a lot of information thrown at you between the recaps of Raw, SmackDown, Blood and Guts, which was amazing. Wrestlers that shouldn't act. Wrestlers that are good at acting. Um you know, we got some more shit coming up for you. So I think we, uh, I think we touched a lot of people there tonight, Diggs. Yeah, yeah I think we touched them all wrong ways, right ways, all the ways. Ooh, scandalous. TVMA. That's fine. <laughs> Big time. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I would yeah. like to thank you to everyone tuning in, listening in. Make sure you go check us out over at 
palentertainment.com. Go like, share, subscribe over on the YouTube page. Check us out next week. You know what we ought to do next week? Not have audio problems? Yeah. That'd be be kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Yeah, that's definitely number one on the list. You know what I'd like to break down next week? What's up? Depending on whatever else we do. I think we need to address one of the one of my favorite stories in the history of professional wrestling, the plane ride from hell. Ooh. Oh yeah. We should break down the plane ride from hell. That's a fun story. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first folks next yeah. week, the plane ride from hell, along with our recap of WrestleMania backlash. Is it this Sunday? We got to make sure we don't fuck this up again, right? It, it is this Sunday. It's the 16th. Okay. All right. Groovy. Because I have a lot of things going on in the 16th, so I know it's one of my lists. So all right, well, be a I'll, long day. I'll make be- sure to do uh, severe research in case uh, you know duty calls. You being the uh, super super family man and whatnot that you are, I do what I can. I have a special thing to go out with tonight. Uh-huh. We're going to uh, saucy. It is well, it's not saucy. It's saucy. You're glistening. Here we go, folks. That's not it. I would hope not. (laughs) The fuck is this shit? Join Claritin on its mission. If I had a gun, I'd shoot this screen right now. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will Ladies not and forget. Have fun. We will I'm see talking you next about week. the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Means nothing. 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 nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Oh, I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top, oh yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got, yeah. And I'm gonna tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me say it, yeah. Let me say it out loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation the Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. And there is no doubt about it. Yeah, you mean Gene Oakland. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Wait wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for 